Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with financial stress, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. This is financial coach, Jill Emanuel. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to chat with you guys. I actually just got done with a marathon day of back to back to back to back sessions, um, coaching with clients. And I am feeling a little bit fired up as I often am when I decide to hop on and do one of these podcast episodes. Uh, Today, I ended the day chatting with a client about kind of her big vision. I call them the big, fat, hairy goals. So those things that you look at as the pie in the sky, the really big, far-off dreams, the things that you say, one day, I hope I'm going to get to this, or I really would like to see this happen, but you're not so sure how it's going to. And we had this conversation at the conclusion of her coaching session today really trying to dial in what do those goals look like for her and how can we make them a little bit more tangible or how can they feel a little bit more real? And I got done with the call and I was thinking, my gosh, like everyone, so many people are so limited by the things that we actually think are possible. And then when we can really start to break it down and we can start to look at it and analyze it and dissect it a little bit, We can see how these big, fat, hairy goals of ours are actually something that's very achievable if we stay focused and we know where we're going. And so I just wanted to chat for a little bit with you guys today, kind of going over that and getting you to maybe challenge some of your own beliefs or your own limitations that you have placed upon yourself about what truly is possible and, you know, talk about how we can begin to believe and look and dream a little bit bigger. I still remember, even for myself, many years ago, I went to this uh, conference and there was a motivational speaker that came in and they were doing this work, uh, work lesson or whatever with us. And it was to try to write down a hundred dreams as fast as you could in your workbook. And oh my gosh, I went to town. I mean, I was coming up with everything that I could possibly think of. I was writing down so many dreams that I think we got like five or 10 minutes. It wasn't a super long time. And I, I'd almost written down the full 100 dreams by I was by the time that the time was up and I went back and I was looking at them and it felt so empowering and so exciting to like really look at this list of things that might've seemed totally rational and might've seemed completely irrational, irrational or unreachable. And to just see them all in one place and start to think like, maybe I can really do some of these things. And I was so excited and just really on fire about it. And I got home from this convention and I was talking to my husband about it. And like, oh my gosh, we did the coolest activity and we really got to dream. And I really want to do even more of it. And wouldn't it be cool if we did it together? And 
I had been doing a lot of personal development in the years leading up to this. And for anyone that has gone on that journey of personal development and really trying to challenge themselves and push beyond your own limitations and overcome fears, it's not easy, right? Like the first bit of it is really hard. It's very challenging. I remember really questioning myself so much and feeling a lot of self-doubt. And I would, you know, get super nervous if I had to talk about myself or my dreams and the things that I really wanted. Or, and I still remember even crying at some of these events, just feeling very overwhelmed by the possibilities that I hadn't really even acknowledged for myself at that point. And over the years, going through those exercises and working on myself and doing the personal development, it got easier and easier and easier. And it was something that was so subconscious that I don't think I really noticed or even had fully acknowledged how much my mindset and my beliefs and my self-confidence had improved over the time. And so, of course, I'm a little off topic here, but I get back home from this conference where I had just gotten through an entire new conference of more personal development. And I'd done this exercise and I'd already had years of personal development in my back pocket. And I had gone through the exercise of writing down a hundred different dreams and goals. And I said to my husband, I really want you to do this with me. And he looked at me like a deer in headlights and was like, you have got to be crazy. Like, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't do this. This isn't like a thing for me. Um, I think at that point, like he did think I was a little bit bonkers because he hadn't up until that point really done a lot of personal development himself. He'd been very much in the corporate world, working his way up the corporate ladder, you know, go to work, punch the clock, try to impress your boss go back to school, get your degree. You know, he went and got his master's degree. So it was very like academic sort of development that he had been doing and not the personal development. And when I asked him to sit down with me and go through this exercise and we would both write down more of our dreams and aspirations and goals, and then we would be able to have a dialogue around it and discuss it and see what things we could start to put a plan in place for we got started and I think he stopped at around four or five goals that he just hadn't allowed himself to really dream and believe that more was possible than kind of the basic, you know, expectations of society as what our goals should be. And so I'm telling you this story because I had this conversation with a client tonight and it just strikes me always as I don't know, uh, kind of sad, but not, not sad in like a boo-hoo way, but just in the way that we as a society and as a people have gotten so used to just accepting the bare minimum. We just accept that what everyone says is the picture of success is what we should do or the steps that we should take or that when we reach that, we'll somehow be happy or feel fulfilled. And it may have nothing to do at all with what we actually want for ourselves. And so I was talking with this client and we were going through some of what her big fat hairy goals are. And the first one was to get out of debt. And that's great. That is fantastic. And it's what so many of the people that I initially work with do have as one of their goals, that they want to feel in control of their money. They want to know where their finances are going. They want to get out of debt. They want to start to save. And these are all really some of the initial 
first steps of gaining control of finances and setting those goals for our life. And I said, okay, great. So we're on track to do that. We have a plan in place. We're going to have that debt paid off. What happens after that? Right? What is the next goal? Because especially when we're talking about money, we always have to know what the next thing is. I don't ever want anyone to stop and say, my goal is to get out of debt. And once they get out of debt, they believe that that's enough and they get complacent because easily that money is going to get sucked right back up into more expenses or mindless spending. And it's not going to keep your life moving forward in the direction that you really want which is the direction of these big, fat, hairy goals that I'm talking about, right? So I said, what is the next thing? What's next? And she said, well, then I think I probably need to save for a house. Okay. Uh, she followed this up saying she doesn't really want to buy a house because she doesn't know if she wants to be tied down, but that it seems like the next thing she should do, right? So again, we very often fall into this sort of hierarchy or this tradition or this expectation of what society says or the people around us place on us saying like, first you, you know, get out of debt, then you buy a house, then you invest, which was the third thing she told me is after she does that, she probably needs to be investing. And I said, great. Okay. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. What's next? You've got your debt paid off. You own your house. You're investing. What comes after that? And I feel like that is the question that we all really need to ask ourselves because these three things if we put a plan in place and we get your spending under control and we know where your money's going, all of these are totally achievable and should just kind of be accepted as, yes, we're going to do that. But what happens after that? After that, the possibilities are limitless and are purely defined by what we actually want in our lives, by what we value, what we want to achieve, what's going to bring us fulfillment, and somehow we get really hung up in those first three things and then we stop ourselves from dreaming anything beyond that. And I think that that's a huge failure for us as a society that we don't push one another to dream bigger. We don't talk about those bigger dreams. We set this expectation of you're doing great if you don't have debt and you bought a house and you're starting to invest and this is the picture of financial perfection and I don't believe that at all. I think those are the first steps, the beginning building blocks, which we want to achieve. And I love helping my clients achieve that. But the exciting stuff, the stuff that our lives are really built on happens after that. It's the next stage that we go to. And that's where I really wanted to dig. And I challenge all of you to really look inside of yourselves, to dig a little bit deeper, to challenge those first maybe few things that come up when you say, what are my big, fat, hairy goals? And you say to get out of debt. Okay, but then what? Say your debt's paid off. What's next? You're going to buy a house. But then what's next? Keep pushing and really get to the big picture, the big dream, the thing that is going to make your life exciting and fulfilling. And so for this client, we were talking today and she, her eyes kind of lit up when we got to that question, when I said, well, great, those things are done. What's next? And she said, I want to travel the world for two or three months and go visit my family in Germany and not get fired, but that's never going to happen. And I said, why is that never going to happen? Right? We stop ourselves from even thinking about the possibility 
before, before we've even begun, before we're anywhere even close, right? So she already had eliminated this dream that made her eyes light up, put a smile on her face. And by the time that she verbalized it, she had already said, it's not possible. And I really want to challenge that. And I challenge all of you that if you're saying, this is my dream and I know it's not possible, that you are severely limiting yourself and that it absolutely is possible, but we need to just find a way to get closer and closer to making it a reality, right? So the first step is obviously that, you know, we get out of debt, which my client is already working on. I said, we got to take care of that. Then we can think about if you want to buy a house or not. Investing, sure, we can take care of that. Not a problem. But then we're right there already looking at the next real big fat hairy goal, the thing that she actually wants to do, the thing that actually lights her up, that gets her excited, that makes her eyes shine. And we're there before you know it. But if we don't start to think about it and start to plan for it and start to believe it's possible, it is so easy for us to get into the monotony and complacency with our money that we might pay off debt and then just sail right? We just accidentally spend money on things that don't matter as much to us. We accidentally pick up a bigger cell phone bill, an extra cable bill. We start adding things into our life that are really meaningless in the sense of not adding value to our life. And we accept and settle for the fact that those big, fat, hairy dreams of ours aren't even possible before we've even really begun to entertain them. And we chatted a bit for it and we had actually done some work looking at what would be her base amount of expenses, if she really cut things back, how much could she get by on as an emergency budget. And we had already come up with that very precise exact number of what she would need just to pay for all of the expenses. I said, great, you want to travel for three months. Now we know exactly what number you need to cover all of your expenses so that you can pay for three months. And the number was very easily something that she could save up and be completely ready to do in under a year, plus adding a little bit for her extra travel expenses. So to say this dream could never happen, it could very easily happen in less than 18 months. And she didn't believe that it was a possibility ever in her life. And I think that probably all of you listening have something in your life that you don't believe is ever really a possibility or you've never really allowed yourself to consider or to really look at because you've auto-selected out of it believing it's not possible when in fact that big, fat, hairy dream that you've been ignoring or pushing to the back and trying to escape or trying to ignore or accept that it's not going to happen could very well become a reality for you in your life that you are living just 18 months from now. And so I really wanted to hop on because I was a little bit fired up by this, as you can probably tell, because I know, I guarantee that we all do it. I know that I've done it in the past. I know I saw my husband do it in the past. I know I see clients do this all the time. And I'm sure that many of you do this all the time as well. And I really just want to challenge all of you When you're thinking about your dreams and you're thinking about your goals, you might not see the path yet, but it doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge those things. 
and really identify what is going to make you happy, what's going to drive you, what's going to give you fulfillment, what's going to light your eyes up and make you super excited to get out of bed every day. What is that thing? And then let's start to work your way there. We break it down. We start to look at what are the obstacles and how do we overcome those? How can we prepare for it? What are the first baby steps, right? And when it comes to money, it is just like a game, right? You might be looking at a bunch of debt or looking at your expenses or feeling like you're living paycheck to paycheck or that you're making a lot of money, but you don't know where it's all going and thinking, I have a lot of really big dreams, but I can't even see how to be ahead of myself next month, let alone doing this giant, big, huge, scary, awesome thing that I'm dreaming of. And I really want you to just, you know, come back to the realization that money is a game. And in just like any other game, if you're an athlete, you will understand if you've, you know, had to train and you've had to learn the basics and you had to learn the basic skills. If, if you're a musician, if you're an artist, anything that you've had to learn the skill behind, you don't begin with being the master. You don't begin with being the professional. You start out doing the super easy things, the super monotonous, tedious things to master those basics, to learn how to really improve on that game. And that's what's happening in these first steps of getting out of debt or starting to invest or saving for your first house. Those are the basic steps, right? Those are the steps at the beginning to build that solid foundation. And if you don't have that foundation, then yeah, you're not going to be the pro. You're not going to be in the major leagues. You have to know the basics. You have to have the foundations. My husband would be so proud of me, you guys, because he is a baseball fan and I don't do sports. So using a sports analogy is really huge for me right now. But you get what I'm saying, right? Is that you have to have mastered those fundamentals to build upon them. And that's where the expertise comes. That's where you begin to be the pro. That's where you move to the next level. And that's how money works. These big, fat, hairy goals, they come once you've done the work and you've mastered these basic skills, which are the skills that I start with when I coach people. But the fun part for me is not teaching someone necessarily how to budget, but it's seeing them have their eyes light up when they realize that those big, fat, hairy dreams are the next thing they're working on and realizing that they just did that and they achieved it. And it was something that six months ago or 12 months ago, they didn't think they might ever be able to do. And just like that, it happens. And so I think it's super exciting. I definitely encourage any of you who you've been frustrated with your money and you're ready to make a change, but you're kind of bogged down by the weight of it. You don't know where to start or you don't believe that those big dreams can be a reality. You need to challenge that for yourself. I really, really ask you to challenge that belief because it can all change. It absolutely can all change. And it just takes learning a new skill. You know, it does not mean where you are now is where you will always be. And we can always learn something new. We can always improve upon the past. And that's what gets me out of bed every day, knowing that I get to help people do that. It's super fun, so exciting. And I 
honestly, truly, truly believe that if you have the drive and the passion and the will, you can make that happen too. And just don't, don't stop yourself. Don't stop your dreaming with those first three things that society says is what, what you should do if you're a responsible financial human being. Allow yourself to dream beyond that. Assume that those things have already been achieved and then say, now what will I do? What will I do once I have everything paid for? I don't have any debt on my hands. I don't have any real worries when it comes to my finances. I know everything's taken care of. What would I want to do? And I challenge you to write down a hundred of those goals. And I would love if you guys would share some of them with me, share them in the show notes, post, please give us a review. We love to hear from our listeners. We want to know who's listening, what, what things have impacted you, what got you thinking. I want to know those big, fat, hairy goals. So please, please share them because I am here cheering you on 100% of the way. All right. That's all for now, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Feel free to join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group for financial coaches by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you next episode where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.